1: All right, uh, welcome to the show. The Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. A Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber. Great to be with you. and with you each and every weeknight from 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on these very networks. And the Premier League is in fine fettle as we come to the race to the finish line. After this weekend, Brendan Rodgers continues a revival at Leicester. Palace steer to safety with a win at Newcastle. Arsenal continue their woeful away form. And Chelsea, Chelsea leapfrog into third place with a 2-0 win over West Ham United today. And taking a look at Eden Hazard, uh, you can see why Real Madrid want him. But I ask you this, just how insidious is Real Madrid? Here's a team with their own newspaper in their back pocket. We're talking about La Marca. Here's a team poaching the best player from Chelsea when Chelsea cannot sign another player for what the next three transfer windows. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the unfair inequities in global football. So much to get to obviously Champions League tomorrow, some big, big matches tomorrow. Uh, Tottenham The biggest match yet. The second one, I might add, in the new stadium. They're hosting Manchester City for the first leg of the Champions League. And Liverpool. Liverpool are hosting Porto at Anfield. Let's talk about the fixture crunch as we get down to the wire between the Premier League and the Champions League. And let's not forget... Uh, The Europa League as well, Chelsea Football Club, with three huge matches, the one they just played. They've got a match in Eastern Europe uh, this week, and then they will go and face Liverpool over the weekend. Let's talk about how Sarri is likely to handle his squad. So much to get to, folks. So little time. As always, the phone lines are yours. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. By the way, an update on my uh, co-host, Nick Webster. He is recovering nicely. Uh, He's back home. Uh, He is telling me it's going to be about another two weeks before we hear him, his lovely uh, dulcet tones on the airways. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. If you're listening on iHeart or TuneIn for the award-winning SiriusXM app, we welcome you to the show as well. All right, Twitter, I'm at Nick see N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, and I'll be joined by special guest Kartik Krishnaya from World Soccer Talk right after these messages. We'll be right back on.
2: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Get a Harry's starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4422 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4422, code 4422. Enjoy! What's in store for your business this week at Staples?
3: Your promotion to
2: CIO, Chief Ink Officer.
0: Because this week at Staples, when you buy one HP Ink cartridge, you'll get a second 30% off. With savings that big, you'll be the Director of
2: Deals, the President of Printing, the Commander
0: Ink Chief. Buy one HP Ink and get a second 30% off. Right now at Staples. Where
2: there's a whole lot in store.
0: Ends 4 19 restrictions may apply. See store staples.com slash ink savings for details.
2: Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hey Jamie, it's me, Jamie. Do not forget to buy lentils, or the lentil soup you're making for dinner will be sorely lacking. By the way, Mrs. Callaway says thanks for helping her bundle home in auto. She appreciates the extra savings, even though you kept using the word apropos incorrectly. But the main thing is, do not forget to buy... Uh, what was it? Something apropos, the lentil soup. Sorry, I'll call you back.
4: Video.
3: You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob
4: Evans down on the farm.
1: All right, well, I didn't forget uh, to mention, of course, the FA Cup Finals are set. Uh, Very surprised, but Watford beat Wolverhampton Wanderers in penalties. We said that was going to go to extra time, and and it did indeed. It actually wasn't penalties, it was extra time. Uh, Watford uh, beating Wolverhampton Wanderers to get to the final against Manchester City, and uh, what a great club, Watford. I've really enjoyed Watford and Wolves this year, both extremely well-run clubs. Wolves has made bit more of an investment in players, but Watford, such a well-run club with such a good identity about itself and where it sits in the pantheon of football, what its job is as a club. Uh, Really great to see them in the FA Cup Finals. And of course, it's time, if you haven't been following, to talk a little championship, Uh, Norwich City well on their way to the premier league i think they're locked in already actually at this point sheffield united leeds west brom aston villa bristol city they'll all be fighting for uh the remaining spots all right joining me on the guest line uh, my good friend kartik Krishna, a man knows a thing or two about the championship and kartik we will get there uh how are you doing good how are you nick well i'm always doing well great to have you on kartik um Chelsea today got it done at home, 2-0 against West Ham United, leapfrogging into third place, into, if I might add, what is becoming a truly thrilling race for uh, the final three Champions League spots in the Premier League. But interestingly enough, uh, Kartik, the uh, obviously Eden Hazard getting both goals today. Obviously, he is the best player on that team by a long shot. And Chelsea, with a, a transfer window ban coming up, Yet, Real Madrid, just happily away poaching players, you know they've got their own newspaper in their back pocket, La marca, and you know it it just makes you wonder, doesn't it, why rules are applied so unequally?
5: yeah, now now obviously uh Chelsea has flirted with these transfer b- bans before let's not forget, even going back to two thousand and nine with the galta uh, uh situation with, with signing youth players early, so I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for them, but yeah, Real Madrid and Atleti and some of these other clubs that have had transfer vans or had sanctions uh, I think have, have probably gotten off more lightly than Chelsea. Uh, we'll see what happens in terms of, of transfers. I, I think the one thing that it, the transfer ban has done in terms of Chelsea is that it has prevented the sale of Callum hudson uh to uh, you know, potentially the Bayern, who man, they had quite a weekend. I know we'll talk about that uh, coming up soon. Uh, but um, That has kept a young player at Chelsea who otherwise would have been loaned out or sold. So maybe there's going to be some positive upside. Because The biggest criticism of Chelsea, Nick, over the course of the last 10 years is that they've had so many promising guys coming through their youth system who then do not get a chance to play for the first team or do not get many appearances for the first team. It, it, Chelsea has almost served as a player agency over the course of the last decade, buying players who are young or bringing players to their academy, then loaning them out three, four, five times to various clubs uh, in the continent until they run their contracts down.
1: So uh, so
5: this will prevent that.
1: I I accept that. But, you know, I'm a great one for equity and and, and fairness. And we can argue that Chelsea have broken the rules, and I certainly would not disagree. You can argue that Real Madrid broke the rules on many occasions, uh, same thing with Barcelona, yet their bans always seem to be put on hold pending appeal. And that allows them to do a whole bunch of work they need to do before. Chelsea aren't getting that option. They've been told their ban is not, is not, is not going to be put on hold. So why is it that a club, now, um, Aiden Hazard has one year left on his contract. He has been tapped up royally by Real Madrid, who are going to hand over a hundred million pounds to Chelsea in the form of a bag with money in it. And that bag of money Chelsea are literally going to have to put out on the field as the 11th player because they're not going to be able to buy anybody with that to replace the guy that has single-handedly got Chelsea into the Champions League spots. That's why I think this whole thing is unfair, Kartik. And that's why I think there's two different sets of rules.
5: Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with that. I I do think, though, however, um, the rules have not been applied fairly towards Real Madrid and, and probably Barcelona as well. Barcelona... Had, uh, although I do remember you know there was a player, Arthur Tehran, who decided uh, to move to Barcelona when during the transfer ban could not be registered, and then his career has gone south. Now I, uh, you know, he shouldn 't have left theledy to begin with, but I guess Barcelona did get some pain from that because they did have a player who was playing at a high level uh, who they weren 't able to register and who sat for uh, um, did, did it happen with uh, another player? Uh, I, well, definitely. I don't, remember, I don't
1: remember. I don't remember offhand, but but I, I I would say that I think the rules are applied uh, more unequally towards Real Madrid than any other club in Europe.
5: Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. I I would agree in general, just in an absolute uh, general. And I would say also there have been consistently now. Um, Matches through the course of the last few years. Now, they lost to Ajax this season because Ajax beat them cleanly and there wasn't to there wasn't any decision to be made towards the end of a, a match. Uh, they didn't leave it in the hands of the referee like Juventus did in, uh, last season and Bayern did the season before. Um, but th- that tends to happen when Real Madrid comes up against Bayern or, or Juventus or, um, Liverpool. There seem to be strange decisions by referees in matches that, all, that are inequitable. I, I, you know, there may be just an incredible institutional bias towards one club, Nick, that no one wants yeah. to put their finger on. And you mentioned they have La Marca in their back pocket. Now, there is also, in Spain, a, a, an element of the media, a very vocal element of the media, that is in Real's back pocket and is openly hostile to Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. So uh, all of this stuff conspires, you know what? As we're talking this out, Nick, I think you're right. I, I think
1: you've convinced I know. me as I think about that. I know. I know I'm right, Kartik. All right, well, let's uh, let's, <laughs> stop whining, uh, let's stop whining about things over which we have no control and talk about things instead of which we have no control. Uh, but an absolutely cracking weekend in the Premier League, Kartik. Uh, Liverpool, Manchester City both getting it done. We just mentioned Chelsea uh, getting that big win against West Ham United at home. Uh, Tottenham. Winning at home in the new stadium against Crystal Palace and finally breaking their, uh, break, breaking their horrible streak that they were on, and Arsenal and Man United both losing. Kartik, Arsenal's away form is simply woeful. And look, we talk about how much "quote unquote" better they are under Unai Emery, but I- I'm not convinced.
5: No, I'm not convinced they are either. So uh, there are the types of matches they. Their home form has been better under Emory, and they're not dropping points to the Sunderlands of the world. Well, Sunderlands now in League One. But, you know, those sorts of clubs uh, at yep. the Emirates, like they were in the last few seasons of uh, under Wenger. However, it seems like if they go away to a top-six side or a top-eight or nine side, in the case of Everton, uh, they struggle. And I, I, I think yesterday's match was incredibly alarming because – Um, Everton have had their difficulties uh, uh, under Marco Silva. He's come in for a lot of criticism. they picked up a bit lately. They beat Chelsea at home, but in that Chelsea match, they were outplayed for much of the match. Yesterday, Arsenal did not even turn up. I mean, it was an embarrassing performance. It was almost as embarrassing as Borussia Dortmund the day before. and You know what what happened with that match. And, of course, that's a little different because there was a title potentially on the line. But still, I mean, Arsenal might have flushed away fourth place if they had gone out fighting and, uh, you know, they got beat on a counter-attack or they just got beat by Everton, um, it would be different. But they did not even turn up Nick, It was one of the worst performances I've seen uh, from Arsenal this season. Um, and here's the other thing. I, I just want to point this out. Um, I Wenger's teams tended to play pretty well toward the end of the season. Okay, there would be this different yeah. winner. We all know about it. Um, and so these comparisons that Emery had them ahead of where Wenger was um, all came based on the festive period January-February. The, the tail end of the season, even when they didn't make it the fourth two seasons ago, they, they pushed Liverpool to the last day, if you remember. And I, uh, I, I, I think that the jury's out on Emery, uh, quite frankly.
1: Well, I think we can safely say uh, Maurizio Sarri will be at Chelsea. Unai Emery will be at Arsenal next season, regardless at this point. But so much to talk about still when we come back. More Premier League. Let's talk about it. Let's talk the FA Cup Finals. Let's talk championship football. And you're right, Kartik. Ten goals in, in what, three days of Bayern Munich? Of course, Heidenheim. And Dortmund should be two completely different kettles of fish. We'll talk about it when we come back here on Fifth Street Soccer. Nikki Brankati Krishnai with you. 800 Be right back after this.
6: Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline
4: now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063
1: The relegation side of the Premier League seems to be taking shape. I know people might say that uh, Southampton, Brighton, Newcastle uh, are not safe. And no, they are not safe. Uh, this weekend, I think, we'll decide it. Uh, you're listening to Fifth Street Soccer here on Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Of course, the award-winning Sirius XM app. I'm Nick Eber, and I'm joined by my special guest today from World Soccer Talk, Mr. Karthik Krishnaya. Uh, Karthik, I would suggest that this weekend's match uh, against um, uh, at Burnley, Cardiff traveling to Burnley, is probably the decider for the relegation battle.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's it's it, it. You know, it's unfortunate for Cardiff. They had um, the match against Chelsea, where they they quite frankly got robbed a week ago, which sent Chelsea on their way. Right now, they've got had nine point nine out of nine points and, and jumped back into the top four. Since then, uh, really kind of a decisive moment in the season. That 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 uh, phantom goal for Chelsea, uh, when two players who were offside, uh, has sent Cardiff five points adrift cut them five points adrift, they would be two points adrift with that match in hand. Uh, and Chelsea, it set them at the third, so just remember that match. Uh, but I agree, right. you know, the result is the result, and um, uh, Cardiff's going to have to get three points at Burnley, um, which would cut, cut the deficit to two points, and the, the, the fight would be on. Um, but I mean, Southampton uh, have yeah. Wolves next uh, at home. No, Southampton are going to be fine. Southampton are going to yeah. be fine. I mean, they're, they're uh, just playing too well. They've, under Hassenhutl, they've been playing well it's you know, they have still the residual of Mark Hughes, but uh, they'll get the points they need. I, I, I'm pretty sure they'll probably get the 40 points. So uh, It's almost it's like a venereal
1: disease, isn't it? The residual of Mark Hughes. It's very really <laughs> tough to get rid of. It keeps reminding you that you once had it.
5: Yes. I, why managers like Mark Hughes continue to get uh, uh, gigs is one of the great scandals in English football. But that's a subject for another day. How managers who consistently fail... Keep getting chances. I mean, Hughes had Stoke essentially relegated when Southampton yeah. hired him last season. I mean it was crazy. And and this is well, not the first time it's happened with him.
1: Because there's always a there's always, I think, a great pressure by teams that are not necessarily in the far upper reaches, teams that are coming into uh, the Premier League, or hoping to stay there, or looking for mid-table mediocrity, to find comfort in a big name, either a former player or a former manager who once had success. You got both of these, obviously, with Mark Hughes, right? So, um, you know, he just hasn't had it. He just hasn't got it done since uh, 1975. But beside <laughs> that, uh, he he was absolutely awful for them. But I think the relegation battle is is almost decided. Uh, Cardiff will be the second Welsh team in two seasons to find its way down to the championship. Uh, But on the other side, Cardiff, I mean, this is such an exciting race. If you told me six weeks ago that Tottenham Hotspur would be fighting for their lives for a Champions League spot, I wouldn't have believed you.
5: Yeah, I think, and we've talked about it a couple of times on the show now, they've hit a wall in terms of their players all, many of their top players having gone deep in the World Cup. They don't have the depth. They have this stadium thing, which now finally they got a boost from moving in, finally moving into the new stadium. Uh, but, yeah, they, they're, they're fighting it now. And and uh, you have to think that um, if Spurs do not get into the top four, there's going to be all kinds of questions asked. Even to Mauricio Pochettino, we know he's done a great job, but his decision – well, whether it was his decision or Daniel Levy's decision, maybe it was Daniel Levy's decision, not to buy a single player in the last two transfer windows, they're operating as if they're under a transfer ban. Right? I mean, they arbitrarily, right. unilaterally are saying, hey, Chelsea, you, know, you UEFA's coming down on you, so we're going to unilaterally disarm or try and uh, make this a fair fight by not signing anyone. It's crazy. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, that squad needs some freshening up. That squad needs some reinforcements. They let Dembele go out uh, the door uh, to go to China, uh, which was, I I thought, a very ill-advised decision. Yes, he's been having some injuries, but long-term, you know, really proven Premier League player, proven international, had a good World Cup for Belgium, even. So, I I don't know. I, I, I think you have to question it, and you also have to ask another important question. Art, is Tottenham constrained financially because of whatever went on to delay that stadium opening and construction for eight months. Has that put a a, a, a handcuff on their finances? Now, we don't know that. I'm just speculating. But you have to to throw educated guesses out there now because they didn't spend any money.
1: Well, you know, the thing is, I'm I'm going to suggest this. Look, Tottenham are really just a, a real enigma right now because they win their first match at the new stadium, and that's great. You would then say, well, okay, you know, they were playing at Wembley and they had all sorts of trouble playing at Wembley. But, you know, Tottenham's problem hasn't been their home form, whether at Wembley or at the new stadium. It's been their away form that has been absolutely pitiful. I actually think they've won all of their home matches since the 1st of January. And I think that particular match they lost was the last one at home they lost. And that was against Manchester United. They won every other match since the 1st of January at home every match that they've lost and that's been four uh, f- uh that's been four matches they've lost have been away from home does this make any sense to you
5: uh no and, and in fact uh last season spurs were lauded for their their good away form and they finished third and and, and they were losing matches at home at at Wembley and and, and the thought was okay you know, if they if they had been in a proper home stadium they might have comp- they might have pushed for the, well, last season, you know, uh, City had 100 points. So they, they, might, they might have been Uh They probably would have if they had a proper home stadium. But this season, you're right. Their waveform has been pitiful. They've dropped points to, to some terrible sides. And even when they've won, they've looked very labored, very lethargic. There isn't the energy level. You know, what we, we, we've seen from Pochettino teams up until this season, is very high-intensity pressing, you know, quick uh, movement. Ball movement. They have a young team. They have a, generally have had a fitter team than the other sides in the Premier League, uh, which is why they they maintained their strength, even though uh, they don't have the depth of the t- sides they're competing with. Uh, sometimes fall away, obviously in cup competitions. But this season, if you watch a Tottenham match, Nick, they're very slow in their build up. They're very labored. Um, they they don't really get the ball out wide. They don't have much width in their in their play. Uh, there's a lot missing this season with the right. same players they had last season. And, again, I think the World Cup had something to do with it. I mean, these guys have not had a break, really.
1: Well, there's been all sorts of talk about a big clear-out, uh four or five players apparently on the way out at Spurs. So uh, I think Daniel Levy's going to take his hands off his pocketbook uh, and spend some money, obviously get some money from some players that they're going to spend uh, sell as well. Uh, very quickly, Kartik, uh, it's so hard to predict, but – both Arsenal and Man United have blips. Spurs has a blip. How much of a disaster would it be for Man United if they didn't make the Champions League next year?
5: It would be a pretty big disaster, considering they were positioned uh, in in fourth uh, pretty comfortably, with a lot of momentum on the, uh, 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 behind them, and they gave Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the job full time, uh, forevermore. Now.
1: Which they should have done a uh, long time ago, but
5: yeah. So, so, so here is the question: When they didn't give him the job in January or February, and they're still, you know, potentially pursuing Pochettino, Zidane, whoever, then they go, they do, they do get by PSG, and they were very fortunate to do that. But they do get by PSG, but their league form has begun to drop off. Then they, they announce that he's the permanent manager. Um, the timing is curious, and. and there are people who watch Manchester United very closely, Nick, who tell me Ed Woodward is the problem. It wasn't Jose Mourinho, it wasn't Louis Von Hall. I agree. Uh, and uh, I tend to agree with those people. So this is a game Well, he's not a football where, guy, Kartek.
1: Ed, Ed Woodward is not a football guy. He's a finance guy. And that's right. and the he, problem.
5: Yes. And so, you know, one very seasoned Manchester United observer was telling me, look, I mean, if they had given Von Hall, you know, the resources. A, 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 he might have been fine if they had given Mourinho. Well, Mourinho, I think, was just getting crusty and, and becoming a curmudgeon. But, you know, in Von Hall's case, maybe. You know, they, they, they were showing signs. They won an FA Cup under him. Um, but that they had bean counters, for lack of a better term. Uh, finance guys getting in the way. So the question, right. again, now is the, 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 the Old Trafford crowd is never going to turn on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Okay? He, the, he is a club legend. Uh, they love him. He's engaging personality-wise. You know what's going to happen? This might be the big mistake for Woodward because now he can't pass it off and say, well, Mourinho wasn't the right guy. Van Hall wasn't the right guy. Moyes wasn't the right guy. Um, it, it may actually not... It, this man end, actually ends up being the end of him if they if they don't finish in the top four this year uh, and then he tries to throw Solskjaer under the bus. They need to finish in the top four. I think also from their... F- financially... Um, the way that club is structured, I think it's probably more important for them than the other clubs we've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, it would be really a well, bonus for uh, for Arsenal. I don't think they expect it to be in the top four this year.
1: Well, it will be an interesting weekend coming up in the Premier League. Chelsea will travel to Anfield to take on Liverpool. Again, Chelsea just played West Ham today, and then they have an uh, Eastern European trip in the Europa League middle of the week, and then they have a trip to Anfield. Uh, they have a smallish squad. I just wonder how Sarri's going to play that. Tottenham have almost a three-point gimme uh, against Huddersfield at the new stadium. Arsenal playing the always game Watford uh, away, and then uh, Manchester United get get West Ham. And quite frankly, you just don't know what you get with the Hammers. It's, uh, it's up to what side of the bed they get out of. Alright, we're going to pick up the discussion on the other side. Plus, let's talk about the championship. See who's coming up to the Premier League. Interesting stuff. Kartik is one of the experts on it. You hear him on TalkSport all the time talking about the championship. We'll talk about it here on Fifth Street Soccer when we come back. 800-878-7529. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. By the way, Kartik is at KKFLA 737. Uh, You can find him on Twitter, and you can also find him on World Soccer Talk. 800-878-7529. If you've got something on your mind, think of this as football therapy for the soul, and the doctors are in.
4: Let's have a chat about your debit card, the card you use for the things you buy every day. What if you could get cash back every time you bought those things? Well, now you can. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit. Just open a Discover Bank account and start earning 1% cash back on up to $3,000 in debit card purchases every month automatically. Plus, there are no monthly fees or minimum balances. Now you can get cash back on the way you like to pay. Open a Discover Bank account and get the debit card with cash back. Go to discoverbank.com slash debit. Limitations apply. Excludes money market accounts. Discover Bank member FDIC.
6: Bring on the April showers. At Lumber Liquidators, we've got you covered with waterproof vinyl plank flooring all on sale, like malted oak vinyl plank for only $1.42. And all water-resistant laminate is on sale, like new Desert Horizon Elm for only $1.79. Or refresh your home this spring with best-selling hardwood floors on sale. Do it yourself or have it installed for you. Plus, get special financing. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you.
3: It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income.
6: Checking off all the boxes.
3: But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance.
6: We don't need to think about that now. We're young.
3: That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get.
6: But I don't have time to do a blood test such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote
3: not with ethos ethos it's a modern kind of life insurance you just answer four quick questions at getethos.com and get a free instant quote no pushy salespeople and no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars you can apply online in just 10 minutes
6: 10 minutes let's do it
3: Mm Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night?
0: I'm
6: sure we can think of something.
0: (laughs) Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com.
1: All right, uh, you're back with us here on Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Gieber, along with special guest Kartik Krishnaya from World Soccer Talk. Kartik, the FA Cup Finals are set. It is Watford going to face Manchester City at Wembley for the, uh, well, the biggest domestic trophy short of the uh, Premier League uh, that there is. Certainly the most historical trophy of them all. Uh, Let's talk for a second about Watford Football Club. I was surprised that they got by Wolverhampton Wanderers, but there's so much to like about this football club, uh, about the way they've been run uh, under the Pozzo family, uh, who purchased the club, I want to say, back what in uh, 2012, 2013, something around that. Um, You know, a well-run club. Know their place in the football universe. Uh, I mean, really fascinating. I heard a couple of interviews with uh, uh, the chairman, uh, Scott Duxbury, who was absolutely fascinating talking about how they understand uh, where they are, why they're so attractive to sort of players that are on their way up the footballing ladder, uh, coaching, club mentality. Uh, ties to the community, really the absolute poster child for a well run club. Now, of course, they weren't always like this. We can harken back to the Elton John era, the collapse of the ITV digital contract, uh, bankruptcy, uh, but now they really seem in good hands and, uh, are gonna be, I think, uh, a regular fixture in the Premier League for many years to come.
5: Yeah, the Bozo family did wonders, uh, with Udinese, who they also own, right? And they got them into, into, uh, the top four in, uh, in Italy, two successive seasons, uh, and uh, had, a, had a very clear model, which was they were a way station for players. Okay, there were a lot of guys that went through Rudinese who were then sold off to to, to clubs like uh, Juventus, like Barcelona, and Alexis Sanchez, right? State, uh, like Arsenal, in, 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 in a case or two that, that uh, uh, we remember. So there were these, uh, that, that was the concept which they brought to Watford. Now, what was different about Watford, in Udinese, they ran it like a classic Italian club. Watford, they've also run quite the same way. There is, a, there is a director of football. There is a recruitment policy. There is an effort to find the best players that you can then put in a shop window and develop. Right. And then move on. And so the, the, the thing that's important to note is that they let their managers manage the club but they have a different they have a policy as far as the kind of players they bring in. And it's worked, I think, wonderfully well. And Robbie Musto on NBC speaks very highly of it. Every year he gives the same lecture about it. that's the way you run a club. You let, uh, you let the people who are looking at, at value and looking at the transfer market full time make those decisions. They have a very intricate south scouting network throughout the continent. Um, and, and, and they have done, they've hit on so many players. Now, add to that that Watford has typically um, had a very good youth system. You know, you think of some of the guys who come through there, like David James and others through the years. Um, you know, I'm going way back with David James, but there have been, there've been more recent examples. Ashley Young uh, came through the Watford system. So um, they've had some really good young players in, in uh, Hertfordshire and, and North London. There's some guys, from, kids from North London uh, who go to Northwest London who go to the Watford Academy plus this recruitment policy with a family that knows what it's doing in continental football. And it's a, it's a beautifully run club. They have kept their community tight. They've made people there uh, really believe in what they're doing. Uh, that's been a yo-yo club for many years. And I think now they've stabilized as a premier league club. So hats off to them. Um, it's uh, also a credit to uh, the to Javi Gracia, their manager who uh was not yeah. very fancy when he was hired. And people thought, well, they were being harsh to Marco Silva. He was trying to find a better, you know, what we all think is a better job, the Everton job. You know, he got sacked for essentially, you know, wanting that job, right? That was the reason they sacked him. Well, Gracia has been the right guy. And, in fact, he's got Watford, I believe, either ahead of Watford, uh, Everton in the table, or pretty close with a much smaller budget. So, um, that Silva has at Everton. Uh I, I just think that they've been remarkable. I agree with you, Nick.
1: Great story. Well, not not just remarkable. Um, I mean, I, I, Nick Webster jokingly says I have a man crush on Troy Deeney. But, you know, for me, Troy Deeney is indicative of everything about Watford. I mean, this is a guy, if you remember, he was he went to prison for a year uh, yeah. back in 2012 for uh, for kicking someone in the head. Uh, he was uh, welcome back to the club uh, where he'd been since 2010. Uh, he was at Walsall uh, earlier on in his career. Uh, but here's a guy who's not going to be sold on anywhere. Here is a guy who has become the talisman, the center, the captain, the man around which the players uh, orbit, who's just giving it all for the club and the club gave it all to him by supporting him after his, after his uh, troubles. Uh, it's a great story. It's one of redemption and it's one of mutual respect and uh, there's so much to like and as I said, it is everything about what makes Watford a terrific football club. Having said that, I don't like their chances against Man City in the FA Cup final.
5: No, I don't uh, either. But I think that they, they certainly have um, the personnel to frustrate Man City. We saw how well De La Feo did coming on yesterday. Will Hughes at times this season has been brilliant. Uh, this is the best of Will Hughes we've seen. When he broke through at derby as an 18-year-old, that would be like seven years ago now. I am losing track of time. He was supposed to be the next great English midfielder, and it just never seemed to happen. It didn't click. Uh, but this season, uh, Gracia has gotten the most out of him. So they have a shot, Nick. Um, I don't like th- their chances, but keep in mind Wigan beat Man City in a FA Cup final. Um, granted, right, that was Roberto Mancini. This is Pep. But it- it's possible. It can
1: happen. All right, well, let's turn our attention to the championship, Kartic. Norwich City are a lock. Uh, Sheffield, Leeds, West Brom, Villa, Bristol City, oh, maybe Derby County in there as well. Uh, quite a race going on for promotion.
5: Yeah, and what we're what we're seeing is Daniel Fark's work at uh, Norwich. Uh, again, the latest, that former Jurgen Klopp assistant from Borussia Dortmund, former Thomas Tuchel assistant from Borussia Dortmund, to make his way into English football. Not the latest, actually. The latest is Seward at, uh, at Huddersfield, but another example of a guy coming out of that Borussia Dortmund culture, where they develop young players really well, where they they they, they stress pressing, passing football, um, getting the most out of a team that I don't think people I think people felt like they they they, they missed last year, and that they were going to just stabilize as a mid table side this season uh, in in the championship. But they've gotten better as the season went on. Uh, there was a decisive match. On Boxing Day, where they were down three 0 at Carroll Road to, to, to not, uh, Nottingham Forest, and they came back and scored three, three goals in the last ten minutes. They've been flying since. Um, even though they, that was only a draw, that just that sent them on their way. Uh, they're going to get promoted. Sheffield United, with Billy Sharp scoring a ton of goals and and, and McGoldrick, uh, they have a good shot to be that second team. I, I like their. Obviously, they're a point ahead of Leeds. I think that they're probably going to make it. Uh, we'll see if Bielsa can get Leeds into that top two. Otherwise. The playoff's going to be a slog because Aston Villa, uh, uh, under Dean Smith, since he took over, former Walsall manager. Uh, you mentioned Walsall a few minutes yep, ago. they've been on a flyer. Uh, they've been on a flyer, and they're playing good football, too. So uh, I think Villa's going to come through the playoffs. Uh, so the, the the team that doesn't get through, Leeds or Sheffield United, uh, for that second spot might be might be out of luck.
1: Well, I would certainly be sad if Leeds United didn't make it up. A once great uh, team. Yeah. Uh, they fell all the way down and have uh, brought themselves all the way back. You can say that about a lot of these clubs, but let's look at the other end of the table. Who could believe Bolton, Wanderers, and Ipswich are going to go down to the League One? Yeah, and
5: Ipswich has, uh, I think at this point, the longest run outside the Premier League of a team in in, in a single division. They've been in the championship for 18 years or, or in a row or so, or 17 years in a row. They're going to go down. Bolton's having all kinds of financial problems again. They're probably going to go yeah. down... Um, and so that's unfortunate. I would say about Leeds, since you mentioned it, um, the Premier League needs Leeds United back. I, I think English football needs Leeds United back in the, in the top flight. Manchester United fans don't want to hear that. Um, right. But you know, the, Leeds is an important part of English football, and it is one of the largest cities in the country. And They haven't had Premier League football in, uh, in, in, in over 10 years now. So uh, I think sentimentally a lot of us are rooting for Leeds, but... I think Sheffield United is going to get up, which is uh, another Yorkshire team. So, no. Uh, no. another good story. One of the oldest clubs in the world.
1: So, how would, you, how, how would you characterize the championship this year? How would you characterize this season?
5: It's been ultra-competitive,
1: and there have been a ton of stretched matches. I think the
5: the level of defending has dropped off uh, in the league this season. You're seeing a lot of 3-2s, 2-2s, a lot of late goals and matches. Uh, teams that are incredibly fit, uh, like Leeds, like specifically Leeds and Norwich, getting late goals, uh, to, to, and, and West Brom, I'll count them also. They, uh, they, have, they have won a number of games after the 90th minute, or salvaged a number of points. The fitter teams getting late goals, defending, dropping off after the 80th minute. And that happens in every league, right? Um, and I watched the Bundesliga game this weekend. Uh, where uh, Leipzig scored like three goals after the 80th minute against Leverkusen. But it's happening more in the championship than in other leagues, and it's happening with the same teams over and over again. So I think there's a fitness level of the top teams and mental fatigue among the teams at the bottom because there's not a whole lot that separates the teams in this division. Uh, Nick, it's not like the Premier League or Bundesliga or, this or right. Serie A where you have a clear top teams and clear bottom teams. Um, everybody is generally in the same boat, other than a team like Rotherham that doesn't have much re- in the way of resources. But really, competitively, league. fun league this year.
1: All right, Carty. we just got a few minutes left this segment. Uh, let's talk Champions League tomorrow. Spurs will host Man City. I actually expect Spurs to get the job done here at home. Uh, I think it's it's too big an event at the new stadium. I think these yeah. players will be seriously up for it. Uh, whether it's a win or or a draw, I don't know. Liverpool hosting Porto. Again, I expect Liverpool to win at Anfield. I think they'd want to put this one away. Uh, but, you know, look, big matches coming up in the weekend for, for everybody involved here. Obviously, Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, all involved either in the title race or in the top four battle. So, how they man manage is going to be fascinating.
5: Yeah, I, I think Spurs are going to go for it. I think they'll win this match. Uh, this is the, the. Okay, they opened against Palace House, we know that. This is the right. marquee event. Uh, at this point in their new stadium, they're still in Champions League football. They, keep in mind the year, before, the final year at White Hart Lane, they had to play their Champions League matches at Wembley. Also, so this is the first Champions League match they've hosted in their in in their in, a, in their grounds since 2010 uh, at, at White Hart Lane. So I, I think they'll win this match, and it's unfortunate for City, but they, it's just the wrong timing. Liverpool, Porto, uh, Porto has impressed me in this tournament. Um, but I think Liverpool would 3-1 three, three, win, let's say, and, and be able to go back to Portugal and defend and, and, and get through. But uh, uh, certainly, not, I wouldn't sleep on Porto. Um, the only problem with Porto, Nick, and this is just the reality, we talked about Real Madrid earlier in the show. I bet they're looking at that Porto team thinking they can raid that team and get two or three of those players. And that's yeah. something that I just hate about what happens sometimes with these, these, these upstart teams in Europe.
1: All right, uh, let's turn to Germany. Oh my goodness, Borussia okay. Dortmund! Uh, uh, let's talk about that meltdown, conceding five goals Ugh. to uh, Bayern Munich. Yeah, it was an
5: absolute embarrassment. You know, I was all hyped up for this match. Thought so this was going to be the match of the weekend. Our our good friend Keith Costigan, friend of the show, uh, uh, he was calling the match. You know, Fox did a really good job building it up, and then within eight minutes, the air is out. And I, you know, there's. I, I, I've watched a lot of Borussia Dortmund this season, Nick, and they've been living on the edge. They win games three two. They they score. That's another team that scores a lot of late goals. They don't. They don't have the mentality to give a ninety minute professional performance. And to go in as the league leaders, yes, Bayern is who you're, you're you're shooting at. Yes, they have a lot more silverware than you. But you have to at least take a good account of yourselves and be professional for the first 20 or 25 minutes, and then see what happens, and try and open it up. Uh, They played very open, attacked in the first five minutes, had an opportunity, didn't score, and then just went to pieces. It was was an embarrassment.
1: All right, Kartik Krishnaya, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, Maybe we'll chat you again later this week. Best two-year, you You can find Kartik at uh, KKFLA 737. Uh, Thanks a lot, Kartik, much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Uh, All right, uh, we'll be right back to wrap it up here on Fifth Street Soccer right after these messages.
2: Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel Now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating.
4: 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531.
3: Taming the briar patch. Mowing the lawn. Trimming the Yeti. Whatever you call it, it's about time we talked about manscaping. Guys, you manscape, Right. You know, keep things trimmed and fresh below the waist. 9 out of 10 women of all ages prefer their guy Manscaped. But you got to have the right tools for the jewels or you'll look like you use the machete. Pop over to Manscaped.com and check out their perfect package. No, 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 not that perfect package. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 that was a smash hit on Shark Tank. It features the lawnmower, a precision trimmer engineered for below the waist grooming. Its skin-safe technology means no more accidental nicks and burns. Check out the lawnmower and the amazing grooming and hygiene products that come with your perfect package. What's that saying? Oh, yeah. Trim the shrubs and the tree stands taller. Get 20% off plus free shipping today. Visit manscaped.com and use promo code USA. Again, use promo code USA at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com.
1: All right, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, just a couple of minutes left. I want to thank my contributor and guest from the last uh, few segments for the last hour, Mr. Kartik Krishnaya from com. By the way, go check out Uh My good friend Christopher Harris, uh, that's his site. He's been doing it for decades. All sorts of really interesting analysis, uh, discussions of, uh, of uh, TV rights, radio rights, media side of it. Uh, obviously all the footballing side of it as well. Fabulous site. Recommended highly. Uh, check it out. WorldSoccerTalk.com. So tomorrow we got Tottenham Man City. That is, uh, at the new White Hart Lane. Uh, Liverpool Porto at Anfield. I expect both home teams to get wins here on this particular match. So on these two matches. Um, so enjoy because the following day, even better stuff, uh, maybe because uh, maybe a little bit more up in the air, you've got Barcelona traveling to Old Trafford and Ajax-Juventus. And you know what? Both of those matches are terrifically interesting as well. Uh, Man United having a little mini slump, if you want to call it that, hosting uh, Lionel Messi and Barcelona. And Ajax, the surprise of the Champions League, are going to host the team that I think many people think are going to win this, myself included, Juventus. But could this be another massive upset in the making well time will tell and we'll see by the midweek of course big premier league matches coming up this weekend as well we'll be talking about it all throughout the week here so you be sure to join us i'm with you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern right here on the sports byline broadcast network right here on sirius xm 211 dan patrick sports right here on TuneIn, right here on iheart right here on the award-winning SiriusXM app. I'm everywhere that you need to be, that you want to be. I'm everywhere you want me to be. I'm easy to find, in other words. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. All right, that's just about going to wrap up the show for today. Uh, just a reminder, I will be back with you tomorrow, as previously mentioned, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. You can also find me on Facebook. I am at facebook.com forward slash Sports Talk. Uh, Until tomorrow, have a great night. Stay safe. Enjoy the Champions League matches. They are going to be absolutely terrific. All right, I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Cheers until then.